Bankless Nation, where is the crypto market going? Are we going up? Are we going down? I don't know. Maybe a bit of both. David, today is an episode where we look at prices. We look at the charts. Bankless is a thesis-driven media company, but not today. We're just looking at price today. Who do we have on? What are we discussing? Uh, we're bringing on Ledger from Up Only Fame uh, to help us guide, uh, walk us through the charts. So we're going to look at the big boys, uh, the Bitcoin, the Ether, the BTC Ether ratio over the long time frame and also the near time frame. Because Ryan, um, two weekly rollups ago, uh, you were talking about how you were feeling ready to capitulate on the possibility of triple digit Ether ever coming back. And then we had a moment where I was like, wait a second, like this is <laughs> Me too. We, could, like, we could just go right back down down to a thousand dollar ether, TBD on three digit ether. But I think the big question that is going around in the crypto Twitter space is is this the biggest bull trap of the bear market? Uh, and mm. I think uh, we remember back in 2019 the run from Bitcoin from three thousand to fourteen thousand back down to 4,500. Uh, so I Very remember, painful. I remember that bull trap. Uh, and I want to make sure that we, to the best of our ability, we are able to at least ask the question, are we seeing something similar here today in 2023? Uh, because if you remember, that was May of 2019 is when that happened, right in the middle of the year. And I know it's here weird. we are April 26th. Interesting point in the market, that's for sure. And I'm going to make give you some more commentary on that. Um, but before we do, got to let our uh, Bankless Nation know a message from our friends and sponsors over at Gnosis Safe. It's now it's called Just Safe. This is the multi sig that everyone in Ethereum uses. It secures billions of dollars. Bankless uses it. You go to bankless.eth. It's Gnosis Safe. That's where we we store the goods here. Uh, and you've also heard us talking about account abstraction as well mm -hmm. this is the next generation of ethereum wallets that give these wallets like a fintech type of experience well safe is launching something called safe core which is an account abstraction tech stack david you want to tell them about this yeah it's a really an sdk for all of you account abstraction builders out there um, right now, we are in the paradigm of what we call externally owned accounts. Boo! We want to be with smart contract wallets. <laughs> Yay! Uh, what do we need to get there? We need an account abstraction SDK, which is exactly what SAFE has built with their SAFE core, uh, uh, SAFE core account abstraction SDK. You can go access that if you're a builder. There's a link in the show notes to so go click that. There is also an account abstraction anything goes hackathon starting May 1st. Uh, this is in addition to being a hackathon, a non-technical hackathon. So if you have memes, products, ideas, MVPs, everything is fair game. That's why they're calling it an anything goes hackathon. Uh, if you want to participate in your first hackathon, uh, but you are not technical, this is a great place to get started. So help inspire the smart contract revolution so we can leave the stone age of wallet UX behind us. And you can do that with safe at safe.global slash core or click the link in the show notes. David, I can't believe you're so mean to EOA wallets just then. I mean, they've served us well up to this point. Okay, have some respect. <laughs> this, they uh, are literally the Stone Age of wallets. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, getting back to price, though, and kind of the comments. Yeah, we are in a very interesting place in the market. I feel like um, something about this under two thousand mark for ETH. Right, that's just a number that sticks in my head. And mm -hmm. conveniently, going to this episode, we're also just under thirty k on the price of Bitcoin. And I know that because I just checked. Otherwise, <laughs> I haven't been paying a lot of attention to price. But today 
is our opportunity to pay much more attention to it with Ledger. Guys, we'll be right back with Ledger. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible, including our number one recommended exchange. That's Kraken. Go check them out. Kraken Pro has easily become the best crypto trading platform in the industry. The place I use to check the charts and the crypto prices, even when I'm not looking to place a trade. On Kraken Pro, you'll have access to advanced charting tools, real-time market data, and lightning-fast trade execution, all inside their spiffy new modular interface. Kraken's new customizable modular layout lets you tailor your trading experience to suit your needs. Pick and choose your favorite modules and place them anywhere you want in your screen. With Kraken Pro, you have that power. Whether you are a seasoned pro or just starting out, join thousands of traders who trust Kraken Pro for their crypto trading needs. Visit pro.kraken.com to get started today. Bankless is launching the Bankless Token Hub. At Bankless, we've been studying the crypto markets ever since 2017, and all of our research has led us to this, the Token Hub. You're a one-stop shop for alpha to help you navigate through the crypto markets. Have you ever wished for a trusted resource that would share their thoughts, ratings, and their opinions about tokens? Boy, do we have the product for you. The Bankless Token Hub is where we provide bankless citizens with the alpha on the hottest tokens in crypto. We do the research so you don't have to. The Bankless Token Hub includes the token ratings, where our team shares their research and outlook on the hottest tokens in crypto. Also, the Token Hub includes Bankless Bags, our own internal investment club. Bankless Bags is where we put our money where our mouth is. And for the Bankless Power user out there, you can access the analyst team 24-7 inside the Bankless Nation Discord. You can ask them questions and learn from a group of people deep in the weeds of crypto investing. The last feature of the Token Hub is the ability to upvote or downvote token ratings. The Bankless Token Hub lets you learn from your fellow citizens to rate these tokens yourselves. The Bankless Token Hub is launching right now and has already been beta tested by your fellow Bankless citizens. So stay tuned in the Bankless Discord for up updates. And if you're not a Bankless citizen, well, you better sign up if you want access because this corner of Bankless is available for citizens only. I'll see you in the Discord. If you haven't yet experienced the superpowers that a smart contract wallet gives you, check out Ambire. Ambire works with all the EVM chains, the layer twos like Arbitrum, Optimism, and Polygon, but also the non-Ethereum ecosystems like Avalanche and Phantom. Ambire lets you pay for gas and stable coins, meaning you'll never have to spend your precious ETH again. And if you like self-custody, but you still want training wheels, you can recover a lost Ambire wallet with an email and password, but without giving the Ambire team control over your funds. The Ambire wallet is coming soon for both iOS and Android. And if you want to be a beta test, Ambire is airdropping their wallet token for simply just using the wallet. You can sign up at ambire.com and while you're there, sign up for the web app wallet experience as well. So thank you, Ambire, for pushing the frontier of smart contract wallets on Ethereum. Bankless Nation, you already know him, but here we've got Ledger, aka Brian, aka Ledger, co-host of the Up Only podcast. Don't know if that's a thing anymore. We'll ask that later on in the show. Uh, well, also the co-host of LedgerCast, a trading podcast that he runs with Josh Olswitz. Also the co-host of the Daily Open podcast. Weekly Open. Podcast. Weekly, Weekly Open. Open. Excuse me. Weekly Open. Thank you. Uh, and overall, uh, another content producer uh, in the space of crypto. Uh, Ledger, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. My screen got smaller, so I don't know what happened there, but here we are. It's bear market um, shrinkage. That's what's yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Ledger, I think we I, yeah. I think we want to just hop right into this because uh, there's two forces in the conversation warfare games of crypto Twitter, which is uh, this is the biggest bull trap of all time versus uh, this is just the bounce back out of the FTX liquidations and the Theros Capital liquidations. And this is this is about what's fair value. 
Uh, and so I'm hoping you can help us navigate that question. Of course, I don't expect anyone to be able to read the future and answer that question. But when you hear the question at the very least, uh, are we in the biggest bull trap of all time? What 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 comes to mind? This is the early innings, if it's even a bull trap. This is unimpressive yet as a huh. bull trap. Um, I am not even remotely interested in selling anything at this moment. And bears will feel much more pain, even if there's a longer sideways market ahead. Um, we are at the equivalent in my mind, if you look at Ethereum at 2000, of Bitcoin breaching back above 4K. Um, in 20... Back, back from, compared to the last last. Bear yeah, market. and I can share a screen whenever you want me to. But you can I, go for it. Yeah, we're yeah, ready. Yeah, we got to chart this whole episode. So yeah. this is just a bull trap for ants. You're just not yeah. even impressed by this. I'm not you're, you're saying, so you're saying that like bull traps are a thing, and the bull traps are totally possible, and we're not there yet. Is can can we talk to me? Talk to me like what a bull trap is. What is a bull trap anyway, guys? For the non-traders, a bull trap is where bulls think all the pain is over and gone and done, and the real pain has not even started. Like we're going to go to five hundred dollar ETH or four hundred dollar ETH, and everyone that thinks we were done at you know sub a thousand eight nine hundred whatever uh, is wrong, and they're all going to feel pain, and we're going to go much deeper. Um, Instead, I would say bears will continue to feel punishment um, as they try to fade the market recovery. And I mean this across ETH and BTC. This is not an ETH BTC conversation. Um, if I look at Bitcoin itself, um, I see a really excellent structure and recovery. This is not to say it can't go down 20, 30%. I don't care about sure. that. I care if it's going to go down another like 60, 70% from current prices or make new lows to a significant degree or something like that, or massively underperform the S&P 500 or broader markets. In my mind, crypto is way ahead of the rest of the market in terms of feeling pain and recovering to where you may not have had max pain in some markets, but I believe that we've had max pain and then some in major crypto markets. There are bear markets going on in crypto right now, without a doubt, on a relative basis. You cannot objectively look at Bitcoin or Ethereum and say that it's true about those two assets. Now, there. this is what I said I was going to spoil you with. Um, DeFi, and I'm using Ave, I love Ave, a great product, great team, great people, great principles. Ave relative to Ethereum is in a massive bear market and mm -hmm. making new lows. DeFi, if you own the coins or even if you own like NFTs, those bear markets may have years ahead oh. on a relative basis to some of the strongest assets on planet Earth, right? Like, Ave relative to the dollar is just sideways. No problem, not new lows. But when you're comparing it to, somebody calls it ultrasound money and Ethereum or the, the linear distribution schedule of Bitcoin where you know exactly what's gonna happen with monetary policy. Ethereum, we don't know. We just know people love burning it. 
you know, <laughs> but either way, <laughs> either way, you have this like disinflationary, like minimum inflation, lowering inflation over time, where the world is inflating more and more. And with Ethereum, you have disinflationary and sometimes highly deflationary assets that people are using block space and there is demand to put hash rate out there and to spend energy for Bitcoin and to spend uh, development cycles and compute power on Ethereum. And those are unbelievably fundamentally strong assets with like really powerful economic principles that no other asset in the world can compare to. None. Man, I feel like I'm listening to a bankless podcast. Uh, I'm, you're, you're just <laughs> listening to me. This is just me, Brian Krogsgaard, representing himself and no one else. <laughs> Not no, financial advice. No co-host financial <laughs> advice or anything else. I love holding Ethereum. I love holding Bitcoin. I love holding hard assets right now. I love when I can actually attach yield to those assets, if possible, and safe and secure and not over leveraged. If you're over leveraged, if you're in derivative assets, if you're deep down into the weeds of like in a coin sense, the 1000th coin, not interested, not even remotely. They're not strong assets. If you are interested in the core framework of what makes up decentralized uh, applications and finance and money and stuff and ultra durable that when the United States is going after it, it doesn't care because there's hundreds of other countries that'll pick up that baton. There are hundreds of thousands and tens of thousands of other developers and other software creators and other principled believers that see the value of this as money and see the value of this as an application platform and see the value of this as durable goods relative to their piece of crap inflation, their piece of crap politicians, their piece of crap policies that you don't understand, you don't know what's going on, you don't know what's going to happen other than that you're going to lose your value over time. These two assets are some of the best in the world. Full stop. So you said we're just going to look at price, but I'm screening fundamentally based on that. And then we can talk about whether you know some trader looking at the weekly chart or the daily chart or the hourly chart is going to lose or make money. David, I like okay. this electric guy. I, I, this, yeah, this is great. This is great. <laughs> so, uh, the, so you're, you're bifurcating this conversation into two, and I think we'll, we'll approach each one. Um, yep. The DeFi, and I'm, and I'm actually really interested in talking about the DeFi tokens, but I know that that comes second just because... And it's not just uh, DeFi. It's like I just looked, I'm just clicking random ETH pairs. Like AVAX ETH looks like... Right, well, okay. So the pattern I'm going to point out here, and uh, so like AVAX, I bet if you do ENS versus ETH, it's down. I bet you if you do any DeFi token and any alt layer one that went through its first bear market, it's the common the combinator are first cycle tokens are just down bad versus Bitcoin and Ether. That's right. And so like but even like second cycle tokens like SNX looks like it could break down relative to ETH. And synthetics is doing some pretty amazing stuff right now. Yeah. You know, I don't know the economic principle. I don't I don't even, I'm not paying attention. And that's the problem. It's an attention, Kobe talks about this a lot, and it's an attention economy. Right. Right. And why why bother down the deep line if you are not the front page of attention? 
can we just take a peek at a, like a layer two token though? Like a, yeah, which one a, you want? A Matic or like a how about uh, Arbitrum? An OP. Okay, it's so just you, so new though. Okay, okay. You, right. So like there, there's Matic like e. that was another like category of conversation that I had is like there's the Bad. Ethan Bitcoin or the blue chips. There's the DeFi tokens. There's also the second. There's also the layer two tokens. Matic is interesting because it's a, it's a first cycle token at his first big bull market this last cycle, but then also it's a layer two token to be price referenced with optimism and Arbitrum as well. So that's like a third topic of conversation. Like, I do kind of want, want to. I, this is optimism. I don't want to own this. Like no, when you I just don't look at own that. Not no. relative to ETH, you're saying. Not rel This is relative to ETH. Mm. I think optimism is great. This is and this is the dichotomy of a deflationary world, right? When you live in a deflationary world, when the underlying asset is the strongest asset, it disincentivizes creative production and upside. There's a ton of like optimism investors, early investors are so happy, right? Optimism retail buyers are not. And they probably won't be for a year or two. You know what I mean? Like this could all change. This is a this is a daily chart. This isn't that big of a deal. This could change in in a week. Right now, right this moment, not interested. I want to see much lower prices. Are you making a case for Ledger? Like, you know, do you remember that slogan, the the dollar wrecking ball, where like the yeah. dollar just sucked yeah, up? Yeah, it's the ETH wrecking ball. Is this the ETH wrecking ball? Is it's that what ETH, you're saying? It's ETH and BTC wrecking ball where you see essentially the equivalent of uh, BTC dominance or ETH dominance or majors dominance. Now that's a chart I like. That's a daily chart of Bitcoin dominance relative to everything else. But huh. in the scheme of things on a weekly basis, like, you know, it's still down here. There is nothing preventing this from moving another 50%. You think Bitcoin dominance could get to 70% even in an ETH wrecking well, ball world? Well, ETH, ETH and BTC are going to imagine the double, the double wrecking ball component there. Like I don't, we'll look at ETH BTC. We'll battle about ETH and BTC because that's actually an amazing battle. It's like, where yeah. do you overweight right. ETH BTC? Uh -huh. ETH, like that chart, I think Bitcoin has a chance to take like drop a 25% bomb on ETH. That's the worst case scenario in my mind. For ETH. I also, yeah, for ETH. I also think ETH could like double if it just like says, all right, little Bitcoin boy here, sit aside and <laughs> I'm going to take over because people use me. <laughs> like that's, that's a really interesting debate. That's the only debate that I actually find interesting because when I look at this, this is just because it's the chart I have available. If I had a BTC and ETH versus everything chart, I'm in. Yeah. So why would I own everything if I'm really interested in BTC and ETH? And to me, the high beta, so like 5%, 10% of your portfolio is go make bets on things you believe in. Y'all were talking about account abstraction, like ideas that people are building protocols on, things where you invest at 10 million or 50 million that might be worth 500 million. A 10X is amazing on like an early stage thing if your tech is right something that is not the tech is not right or the the product market fit is not right i'm not interested hmm. i'm not interested in something that is if i'm if i'm the one that got in for a 25 or 50 million dollar valuation and now it's a two or three or four billion that's great i'm perfectly happy to hold it and 
like move that to BTC and ETH over time. If I'm looking to get in a two or three or four billion dollar valuation, I need a bull market to take that to a forty billion dollar valuation. So when I look at the big layer twos, I look at you know some of that kind of stuff. I still think they're awesome. I just don't think they're awesome for the next like six months, like when BTC and ETH might stomp on absolutely everything. Six months. That's an interesting time uh, horizon here. So your basic. I want to connect this to kind of the, you know, I don't have the privilege of, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have the privilege of people's comments. So I'm just, I'm talking to my two friends. I'm not talking to the YouTube commenters. That's (laughs) a better way to do it, honestly. Okay. So, um, Ethan Bitcoin, like they are Mario and Luigi, you know, and they just picked up the star. I just watched the super Mario brothers movie. It's awesome by the way. Was it good? Yeah. And they just, they're just smashing through everything. They're like, this is a brother's this is a two-year sideways battle. Mm-hmm. Two years. Now, ETH won the previous, like, whatever this is, climb out of the 2019 bear market. ETH climbed, 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 and broke up. And it became a big kid, right? right. ETH, ETH went from, I don't know, XRP or ETH. And now it's like, that's hilarious. You know, like, right. there is only ETH. There is, there is Bitcoin and there is Ethereum. And Ethereum leveled up. And now it's gone sideways for two years. Now, is Bitcoin going to pillage and be the bigger wrecking ball? ETH will still do well, even if it's at 0.05. Even if I believe it has a destiny for 0.14. But if it goes to 0.05 and it has a destiny for 0.14, I have a 3x on a relative basis to win. If buy buy more ETH when that happens. So your bet, your gamble that you should be making in my mind, what I'm going to make is do I want to own Ethereum or do I want to own Bitcoin? (laughs) I want to own Ethereum without a doubt for the trip to 0.14. We Ethereum will hit 0.14 in my mind. I also that's, that's real close to the flipping, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is the flipping? Is it but that's what's so fixed? This One is six. this is this is where the fun is. Like this is where <laughs> this, imagine, imagine the the Udi versus David, like <laughs> not as not as good as David versus Goliath, but it's close, you know, like <laughs> it's really but, gracious to Udi calling him a Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Saylor can be Goliath. Yeah, mm-hmm. David, yeah, David like versus Sailor, right? <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great battle. I mm-hmm. want to see that battle. Now, David, you might get down bad. That's a 200-week moving average of ETH mm-hmm. relative to BTC. So the four-year moving average, and it's like I might as well. I'm looking at right there at, at yep. 0.049. Yeah, that's the four-year moving average. Mm-hmm. ETH could go there and sailors laughing at you and talking about Bitcoin as energy and right. like he's sitting on top of a volcano and, um, you know, Bitcoin's $100,000 and Bitcoin and, and ETH is whatever 5% of that is, right? right? It's a $5,000, yeah. $5,000. So it's like, oh, cry me a river. My Ethereum is worth $5,000. But he's like, but Bitcoin is $100,000 and I cannot be stopped. <laughs> In that voice. Do you know, uh, by the way, David, would you take that bet with Sailor? Could we like meme a uh, David versus Sailor into existence? Like bet him on the ratio? 
That'd be a lot of fun. I th- I think both Sailor nor I care for that bet. But <laughs> but you know what happens? You know what? I don't care if it's 105. We're just using these as easy numbers, right? It could be 20,000, <laughs> 20,000 and 1,000, right? Like it's the same ratio. But let's just say it's 105 in 2025. Okay. This is a long, that's not a short bet. That's a two year process to say 100,000 and 5,000. And ETH bleeds out for this is, here we go, 2025, January 2025. So this chart just like is a, the worst like little racetrack car. Like what are those things called that my kids do? The, yeah, the little zippy black track race cars. Yeah, it's like the worst track ever. It's like just this slow drip out where Bitcoin gets stronger and stronger and ETH is doing great and Bitcoiners are laughing at Ethereum people. And then Ethereum's is like, all right. And it goes 15K. <laughs> and it goes from here to here because, I don't know, the World Bank is now on Ethereum. Like who cares? Who cares what the narrative is? You just need a narrative. You need the alt, the alt season. Right. You need the ETH right. leading. You need the DeFi summer. You need that moment that takes three months and it just unwinds all of the sailor energy. And then you have your alt season and all of those freaking layer twos and DeFi coins and dog tokens and cartoon pictures and miladies. They go to infinity and then everything explodes again. Man, you make it sound so simple. But that's a cycle. We just did that. We just did that like a year ago. <laughs> it's how it always happens. It's, it's how, how it always works. We went from works. 400 to 4,000 and Base David case. was like, just imagine if my Ethereum went to $4,000 and I bought it at 90. <laughs> Brian's like, I will talk to you from my evil lair. <laughs> that's, seriously, that's what we did. So now yeah. we're like, oh, when are we going to make it again? And it's like, it's only been a year, man. It's been two years since the market like really topped and a year since it bottomed or something like that. Well, something been... has to happen that's unexpected, right, Ledger? I mean, like... These are, that is unexpected. Why is that unexpected? Because, because if Bitcoin is at, a, let's just say Bitcoin goes to $100,000 in 2025, but the S&P 500 has not made a new high. Like... We and it's like illegal in America to run a DeFi company, <laughs> you know, like, and you have $5,000 ETH and that $100,000 Bitcoin. It's illegal to operate a DeFi company in America. Like Bitcoin as currency is in two countries or something like El Salvador and whoever they pick next, freaking Cuba or something. And it's like that. That's the scenario we live in in a couple of years and the halving happened and the hash rate tripled. And like, we're all pumped up and, but our miladies are worth 0.1% of what they were in 2022. I don't have a milady. So this last bear market when, you know, young little David was excited about his $90 ether and all, I was like fighting with the Bitcoiners and I just felt that they were wrong. And I had people like Ryan agree with me and all that, all that stuff. And then the, then the cycle happened more or less, like kind of how we thought that it would play out. Yeah. Fa- fast forward to now, you, you I do not feel again. that same level of confidence about reading the market because like, like you said, like we got this Gary Gensler guy 
who's like coming to like jail all of our developers and we have interest rates now and like there's all these new things that make me much less convicted versus uh, a whole entire cycle ago but it's because you made a lot of money when the asset was really cheap relative to a typical person it doesn't matter how much money you made right like you own one ethereum you own one ethereum from a hundred bucks and it's like 20 cups coffee right like then you held that until it went to four thousand dollars and you're like i bought four thousand dollars with 20 cups of coffee like i i forsook my starbucks trip every day for every work day for a month and now i have a used toyota corolla (laughs) you know like that's the bet you already won that's the Bitcoiner bet from $7 to $700 or from like this 2012, right? right? It's the Bitcoiner bet from the, the harder one was Bitcoin was breaking 2013, 12 and $1,300 highs and went to $20,000. That's more like where we're talking about now for Ethereum and for Bitcoin. The road to Bitcoin being worth half a million dollars is really hard for me to imagine when it was $7 when I first heard about it in 2012. So $7 to half a million dollars. So that's two cups of coffee to a house. That's the trade that like, you know, Lop made. Right. That's the trade that Kobe made, right? The people that were buying bitcoin for seven bucks 12 bucks what's the freaking difference between a hundred percent move when it goes to half a million dollars people just hate you they hate you they hate you they hate your industry there's jealousy and envy and you're just like i don't know bro i hodled (laughs) (laughs) so if you are mr bankless Ethereum, believe in the network, believe in the true value of what this can be, the compute layer of the entire world, public and private infrastructure that runs on public infrastructure, secured by itself, that cannot be disturbed or overtaken, does not have a single point of influence that can stop it. Ethereum has challenges, right? Like who who gets governance done, right? Can the CIA like change the direction of Ethereum governance. Those are the types of changes you're talking about. Can one miner take over the Bitcoin network? Can North Korea have an impact? These are big kid conversations. These are state players don't like that debate because it's too close to being real. Like what's more powerful, Bitcoin and Ethereum or a tiny nation state? I will take, I will put my chips on the side of Bitcoin and Ethereum before I would put my chips on like the 50th largest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. But what about when that decentralized financial platform is the fifth largest country in the world? It's like Australia or Canada. And they're like, uh, we just keep printing trillions of dollars and we control it because we have gigantic guns. We're going to point our guns at Bitcoin. And the rest of the world is like, no, our guns already lost and we have nothing. And we are now part of this empire that's growing. That This is the like 
Bitcoinization argument, right? right? I'm just putting right. it in yeah. different terms. By the way, guys, right. if you're curious, the 50th largest country in the world is uh, by economy is New Zealand. So that's Ledger just shitting all over New Zealand all right now. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, man, I don't even know. Like, I can't name, don't even know how to like map out where the fifth, 50th largest country but, in the world. But is. they know who Satoshi is and they know who Vitalik is. But who cares who the prime minister of New Zealand is? Yeah, now, New, Zealand New Zealand looks beautiful. Prime ministers or presidents or whatever. They probably have both. It's just a couple of guys that need more power with their amazing like oceanfront states and their like doomsday bunkers. That honestly, you might want to bet on New Zealand and against like I don't know something really close to New Zealand <laughs> because New so Zealand's Brian, got the doomsday bunkers. What I so we, I had a conversation with Ryan on I think the weekly roll up this last week and it was more or less like a conversation uh, about the odds of the next cycle playing out just like the previous cycles and I, yeah, I double, remember going a double a double top basically it goes to the same exact spot it went and it's kind of like a a ho hum is that what you mean wait no I, I mean like uh, in the twenty eighteen oh, twenty twenty bear market. No, no, no. It was like it was a bear market. And then it was like everyone was like, oh, the next cycle that comes, the next cycle that comes. And my like tried to put on the little contrarian hat. And I was like, everyone's talking about this next cycle as if it's this given thing. Doesn't consensus mean that like it's not going to happen? And then it happened. happened. That happened. Right. And that made every single person, including for the for the podcast listeners, uh, Ledger's pointing at the COVID dump. Yeah, but that's including you, including me. Uh-huh. You know where you were. You questioned everything. BitMEX had $18 million from Bitcoin going to zero on a derivatives platform that a bunch right. of like apes were killing each other on. That was scary. Mar- March 2020, I remember. It was well. super scary. And that was, it Ryan, did do you not remember make... where you were on that I, moment. I, I, I remember my I, office, as always, David. But I, no, yeah, we, I, no, we were recording a podcast. We were recording uh, episode number two. Yeah. Was that number two? When like gas fee two, spiked yeah. and like uh-huh. die was destabilizing and ETH was. Yeah, just, and we were both like, getting liquidated in MakerDAO. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a, <laughs> it was a Wednesday or Thursday night. I can't remember which, but I remember exactly. A, I can't I remember night. exactly no, who it was I was a with. Morning. No, but the like, I was uh, the night before when it was like 5K. Oh, it or, was the night before. It was the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arthur so like, Hayes was calling for um, triple-digit ETH for so right. long, and he actually yeah. got it, and I couldn't I believe it. it. Sorry, double-digit yeah. ETH. Double what digit. talking about? Yeah, double-digit the, the double shitcoin. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he also like might have had to turn the exchange off in order to prevent Bitcoin from going to zero. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly. Bitcoin derivatives. I'm just making stuff up. But like that's that's the fear, even though it was the start of like the greatest wealth creation cycle uh-huh. in crypto's history. The day after. Now, right. th- this is a weekly chart. That Ooh. next week was so scary. Mm-hmm. That next week was like, we didn't go to zero. I hope we survive. The next week was like, wag me, baby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay but me. the question I, I was asking is like, Throughout that last bear market, I was just saying like, oh, everyone's talking about the next cycle that's inevitably coming. And then it did. And so fast forward to this. But bear here, market, up here with this of... where they were really talking about that and they lose faith, they lose faith, they lose faith, they gain it. Right. They question everything. Half the people literally went bankrupt. I mean, you remember the funds that went bankrupt during that period. They'd never oh, they yeah. couldn't experience uh-huh. any of this. They never made it because they went broke. They never made it because they got. But, but you're saying like right now in this present bear market, like you're you're We're pointing like, at like 
Ether and Bitcoin, they're going to do it again. We're somewhere between, no, I'm just trying to point at parallels. I'm not trying to say like third Avenue is going to be the same as second Avenue. I'm saying like, it's a street with buildings on it. And like, typically this street over here is a kind of a growth phase. Once you build the other street, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Bitcoin city is going to grow or whatever, you know, like I believe in the growth of it, but if people don't come in and inhabit it, then, then no, of course it can change. One of the ways we were talking about it on the roll up was like, what year is it compared we're to dumping like, like crazy cycle? as I talk, by the way, are we? Well, yeah, the, okay. com- the not, comments are saying them. so as well. We're not helping the market right now, but okay. No. So Bankless does, Bankless does one trading chart show and we're dumping. Is this, um, is this most like another analogous year? Is this like 2019? Yeah, is we're this not like 2020. What is what year is it compared to the last cycle? Like I said, is, I don't May 2019. Yeah, <laughs> ish. Like there's a lot of uncertainty. Will 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 Ethereum be illegal? Will Bitcoin be disavowed? Will somebody who's going to ban it? Like, is the U.S. the new China? Like, that's a good question. Yeah, that, that is a good uh, question, actually. That obviously puts pressure on uh, on asset prices. But China banned Bitcoin, like, all through 2017 as well. Right. And the U.S. bought it. And now, the U- what if the U.S. just keeps banning stuff? The CFTC or the SEC or the FTC or the FAA? I don't care. Like... <laughs> Do you know? You do you know on that keys. <laughs> on that for a moment? There's two things that have actually surprised me about like the kind of the year regulatory backlash, which you've really had. Like number one, that we haven't dumped harder with Bitcoin yeah. and ETH price. Like we that that's surprising in and of itself. Everything blew up. Like, yeah, but but also up only two, was on a last last week tonight with John Oliver the other day. I saw that, by the way. I should yeah. have reached out and congratulated I, you guys. It was for the... Um... No, I was like, how bad did he talk about? <laughs> <laughs> not at did all. Did he make it, fun of Up Only David? or just make fun of Do Quad? I'm uh, not sure which. It was John Oliver's segment. He had his kind of like uh, you know, 25-minute segment. And he it was... was right. Crypto is a failed experiment. Yeah, smashing crypto. Yeah. But with justifiable reason because he Absolutely. brought in, you know, Terra. Centralized crypto FTX. was a failed experiment. Alex Mashensky with his like, banks right. are not your friend. Sure. It was all of the hits basically all the right, 2023 right, 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 right. hits and they showed a clip from up only where uh do Kwan came on uh one of your live oh. screens in between and yeah, martin, yeah, what's his yeah, name? yeah right i mean martin screlly told him the joke wasn't so bad yeah right. and that made john L. oliver <laughs> was, uh, yeah crazy. it was just uh crazy it's hilarious but okay so but like okay back to the regulatory point surprised we haven't gone down more i'm also surprised um like I, the reason I don't think the U.S. will go all-out ban. I know we're talking about a fun, fundamentals here, and it's you know trading price podcast. But the reason I don't think yeah, they'll go to all-out ban. Congress. But this is man. a trade. You yeah, have but like to. okay, you did you see the sessions with Gensler getting grilled in front of Congress? Actually, like you no, could go, but I saw his talk where he said two thirds of the market are not securities. Crypto a, has more friends, yeah. I think, in Congress than I previously thought. Hundred percent. I mean, it it was actually pretty. It, it, astounding that was actually a bullish take on the events gonna, of like i'm gonna call out a couple of them i hate how freaking uh um what do you call it uh polarized or like partisan mm-hmm. it's getting right yeah because um, i don't think crypto is a partisan thing but there were like tom emmer and cynthia loomis and 
Um, but there were a bunch of people that we didn't know as well then either that I'm looking for their names right now. Patrick, uh, was it Patrick McHenry? Warren Patrick Davidson Henry, yeah. and Patrick McHenry. Tom Emmer, Warren Davidson, Patrick McHenry, and I, I say they stood up for American companies trying to operate within the crypto ecosystem in good faith, but lack good faith guidance from our own regulators. And then you look at Gary Gensler's comments as an instructor versus as the chair of the SEC, and he contradicts his own self badly. When he was an instructor, this was uh, Brian Armstrong tweeted this yesterday. It's a video of him saying two thirds of the market are not securities or something like that. Right. And then now his comments are nothing but Bitcoin right. is a commodity. And well, which, which my Gary, explanation for that was that uh, it, his pivot is just clear because he started being paid by the banking sector <laughs> in some backhanded deal. I have no idea. I'm not going to take the word. Obviously, that's a complete conspiracy, but like <laughs> something about Gary Gensler just did a complete pivot and, you know, show me the show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. I don't know where the incentive came from, but I know where the, what the outcome is, which the outcome is like Gary Gensler is here to kill crypto to the best of his ability. So there's an incentive there somewhere. And I think it, it's, to it could just be part of Operation Chokepoint, like the, yeah. you know members of government, executive branch, Elizabeth Warren, whoever just said, right. hey, I just like to say whichever whale, whichever whale is watching this show and counter trading me right now by selling everything <laughs> they own when I talk about it being the best <laughs> asset in the world, if you could please freaking stop. People are upset at me and I'm blaming this market dump on Bankless Podcast and my own. Oh, wow. We are still going down. This time. Okay. So we started the podcast. Bitcoin was $29,700 and now we are it's down to $28,000. I, I started talking at 1940 and we're at 1830. <laughs> what? Wow, wow. This is, is Gary. Down. Okay, okay. I bet this, is, this is Kobe dumping everything he owns right now. <laughs> That's my conspiracy <laughs> just, theory of the just, day. Just because? All right. No, uh, just because he's going to counter trade me as much as possible. <laughs> can you uh, can you open up that, that tweet uh, that I just sent into uh, Zoom chat here? This is a, uh, I don't know how legitimate this is, but I want to get your take on this as a trader. This is Andrew Kang uh, tweeting out uh, what could just be great, a great viral tweet. Uh, but he tweets out, when the market sells off for what seems like no particular reason, and this is after the move from Ether at $2,100 down to like $1,800, where we basically are right now, Andrew Kang tweets out, when a market sells off for what seems like no particular reason, one can either assume that one, the trend has been exhausted and a larger, longer correction is on the horizon, which is like the call for like a mid-year bull trap, or two, someone knows something, and then he follows that tweet up with a hash which is basically him time stamping a secret. Uh, so Brian, I just want to get your take on on this tweet. There's like this weird shift in price action ever since Ether broke 2000 and Bitcoin broke 30,000 that all of a sudden things just dump now. Oh, so I wanted to get your perspective here. I don't really care. It's too short term. <laughs> like Andrew is trading, you know, millions of dollars on GMX and sometimes he's up millions and sometimes he's down millions and he's trading this crap. And this is absolute, in my mind, the noise and not the signal. Mm. The, sig the signal is what's happening on weekly timeframes and monthly timeframes. Like charts are very valuable. I'm not, I'm on here to talk about charts. This is the chart I care about. Like, when you trade, what's what what time frames are your candles? This one, the weekly time frame, daily and weekly. One week of time. ETH, ETH to dollars is this weekly? 
Yeah, when the market like when the market is going like parabolic, yeah, put me on an hourly chart and I'm going to like rotate a 2x in a shitcoin to another shitcoin and try to 2x that. Like but when I'm talking about where do I want my work, my value, my worth and my uh-huh. like allocation, I only care about this. Do I need dollars? Do I need crypto? Do I need hard assets or oil or gold? or somebody's dollar milkshake like what's the important stuff and in my mind right now inflation's not under control like we may have a deflationary shock but we're still printing money we unwound half of the tightening that we did in like two days of crappy bank failures and federal reserve failures to control the situation and they tried to blame crypto because they know that they are totally screwed unless they find a scapegoat. Right. That's my that's my personal opinion. I don't want I mean, first republic out. bank shares. They just went down like 50% yesterday because they're like, "Oh yeah, we still suck." <laughs> silver like Silvergate and Stargate press release. Like, yeah, like whatever the whatever all those banks are, like Signature Stargate. and all them stargate not i want stargate. to put my money in a big bank fan of stargate, stargate. <laughs> well there's a stargate i'm an investor i'm sorry i slipped 40 freudian slip uh that's the that's the layer zero i know you don't like the naming conflict there but layer zero and stargate are a thing that's a messaging protocol between things so sorry i didn't mean to say oh, that. oh that's right silvergate yeah, and signature yeah. and um silicon valley and first republic they have all these unsecured deposits over 250k and they're losing their deposits because people do not trust their money in those institutions. Right. I do trust that my Ethereum is my Ethereum. I trust that my Bitcoin is my Bitcoin. They are, they are worried about that stuff because if people lose trust in that, they lose trust in dollar hegemony and all that kind Mm -hmm. of crap that Bitcoin maxis talk about for years and years. Right. And I think those are real arguments. And when you have periods of fear and concern and you start questioning, is a bank run possible? No, as long as it's JP Morgan and the U.S. just says, we'll keep printing to make it work. That's what they're doing. We will backstop the biggest banks and, you know, to the rest, you know, (laughs) like the rest can just like just go suck it up. Right. Like, for, sorry if you're a bondholder of a mid-sized bank in South Dakota. Right. Tough luck. Get your money out. Man. Like, why would you want Richard, money in anything but J.P. Morgan Chase? Damn, Bletcher's coming to like slay some people today, man. You're. But they, this is the truth: is we have fragility <laughs> in our banking system, right. and they're all complaining about the fragility of scammers in crypto. They cannot. Right. They cannot make that argument about decentralized protocols and products that are built on sound principles. And that's I mean, Bitcoin. We're, we're one hundred percent aligned on that. I, I know, but that's what that the prices are reflecting it. Right. Okay. That, and that's what I want to want to make that connection is like how that relates to this chart here. But uh, there's a, a ton more that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Talk about, I'm just. I'm just. That's, no. This is great. This, this is, is my great. fundamental. There, there's some other rant. assets I want to talk to, but we have to uh, 
immediately cut to sponsors to talk about all these uh, ways that immediately, immediately cut to the sponsors that, <laughs> that make this show. Sorry, possible. you got me fired up, man. Be, you got me, I haven't. <laughs> you are fired up, but I want I want some more of that, and uh, we'll get we'll get right back to some some shit coins uh, right after this. <laughs> Learning about crypto is hard. Until now. Introducing MetaMask Learn, an open educational platform about crypto, Web3, self-custody, wallet management, and all the other topics needed to onboard people into this crazy world of crypto. MetaMask Learn is an interactive platform with each lesson offering a simulation for the task at hand, giving you actual practical experience for navigating Web3. The purpose of MetaMask Learn is to teach people the basics of self-custody and wallet security in a safe environment. And while MetaMask Learn always takes the time to define Web3 specific vocabulary, it is still a jargon-free experience for the crypto curious user. Friendly, not scary. MetaMask Learn is available in 10 languages with more to be added soon, and it's meant to cater to a global Web3 audience. So are you tired of having to explain crypto concepts to your friends? Go to learn.metamask.io and add MetaMask Learn to your guides to get onboarded into the world of Web3. Arbitrum One is pioneering the world of secure Ethereum scalability and is continuing to accelerate the Web3 landscape. Hundreds of projects have already deployed on Arbitrum One, producing flourishing DeFi and NFT ecosystems. With the recent addition of Arbitrum Nova, gaming and social dApps like Reddit are also now calling Arbitrum home. Both Arbitrum One and Nova leverage the security and decentralization of Ethereum and provide a builder experience that's intuitive, familiar, and fully EVM compatible. On Arbitrum, both builders and users will experience faster transaction speeds with significantly lower gas fees. With Arbitrum's recent migration to Arbitrum Nitro, it's also now 10 times faster than before. Visit Arbitrum.io where you can join the community, dive into the developer docs, bridge your assets, and start building your first dApp. With Arbitrum, experience Web3 development the way it was meant to be. Secure, fast, cheap, and friction-free. The Phantom Wallet is coming to Ethereum. The number one wallet on Solana is bringing its millions of users and beloved UX to Ethereum and Polygon. If you haven't used Phantom before, you've been missing out. Phantom was one of the first wallets to pioneer Solana staking inside the wallet and will be offering similar staking features for Ethereum and Polygon. But that's just staking. Phantom is also the best home for your NFTs. Phantom has a complete set of features to optimize your NFT experience. Pin your favorites, hide your uglies, burn the spam, and also manage your NFT sale listings from inside the wallet. Phantom is of course a multi-chain wallet, but it makes chain management easy, displaying your transactions in a human readable format with automatic warnings for malicious transactions or phishing websites. Phantom has already saved over 20,000 users from getting scammed or hacked. So get on the Phantom waitlist and be one of the first to access the multi-chain beta. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to phantom.app slash waitlist to get access in late February. Bank this nation, we are back with Ledger, who is just uh, it's been some it's been some hot fire lately, and uh, <laughs> it's been a while since you've uh, been doing some podcast, Ledger, because you had a, a an emergency uh, removal of an appendix. Uh, congratulations on that, I guess. Yeah, is, thank is that you. What you I say for an appendix. Yeah, I found out yesterday it actually had ruptured, and I didn't know that. So like, Ooh. not all, I had to I had to get it all removed, and my my gut was rotten, so I had a couple weeks in the hospital. Um, or a couple of weeks with multiple trips to the hospital, and um, right. that's painful. You so still have a, your David. You still have your coming out of letter. I do still, you still have, have my your appendix. appendix. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations. I'm, I'm gone. No appendix, man. I got. I got oh wow! I'm the only you one. Don't need one on this show right now. You don't need it. I, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to gross y'all out with some of the stuff I learned. But <laughs> not having your appendix is kind of bullish. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm kind of scared to ask why. You don't totally. want to ask any more follow-ups. Like, we're going to lose yeah. all your listeners. It's an optional right. organ, David. You don't need it. I know okay. that. I'll explain it. I'll explain that. what yeah. I learned later. Okay. okay. Well, Google told me. ChatGPT told me the answer to what an appendix is used for. So we'll talk about Oh, I know later. what an appendix is used for. What? Uh, it is a store of bacteria in case your colons just get absolutely wrecked from infection. It is a nice little warehouse of bacteria to restore your gut microbiome. Yeah. Have you ever played Oregon Trail? When they uh, die of yeah, dysentery, 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 it's because yeah. they can't coat themselves in good bacteria and then they start consuming bad bacteria again. And mm-hmm. so then they're in trouble if they don't have their appendix to serve that function. Wait, so your, now, your appendix is just a side chain we're, we're for going your colon. Down that. Is, that, yeah. is that what you're telling me? We're going down Overflow? this rabbit hole. It means if you if you lose your appendix, it's because you weren't using it very often, which means your bowels do not drain themselves out because you died in Oregon Trail. Uh, so you live in a modern society. And in a modern society where you're not completely emptied out, then you don't use your appendix and it gets a little rusty and it can't handle it. And it just overflows with death because it's not being utilized well enough. This is quite possibly the most bearish content. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I was going there and then y'all went there. I was interested. Uh, (laughs) Told you I wasn't going to do it. This is what you do at a bankless meetup with like three beers in you, not not when you're sober on two o'clock in the afternoon. We're we're going to get the the clip team to make a clip out of this and share this on Twitter (laughs) without any context about why we're doing this. Somebody said it's an appendix. This is is just decentralized trading content. Nice. Oh my God. I don't know if I want to continue this conversation. Let's let's get back to the charts. Sure. Let's do that. Yeah. Can I get you to pull up some alt layer ones? Can we look at Solana? Oh, I love Solana. So relative to what? Solana chart. I, I just want you to pull up. Like, I want you to treat I'll this like the a Warjock test. Where, yeah, like, yeah. you look at the chart. You look at the shape of the line and you tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take <laughs> like, you to. So I don't chest? have Sol ETH, but I have Sol USD and Sol BTC. Okay. So Sol USD, it's like, this is what I would call. Um, let me see if I have them. Yep, there we go. Bunch of lines. This is the SBF $3 kind of range bounce. Like that's the, that's like the destiny chart in the worst possible case scenario. They actually have done some really cool stuff. So what they haven't been able to get into is this kind of bear market range that Solana, like Solana maxis would have loved to be the bottom. Mm-hmm. But then SBF happened and FTX failure happened. And it was like, yeah, LOL. Like, no, these coins are gone because our cost basis is like 11 or 50 cents or, you know, something like that. So we're still totally fine dumping on your face at $10 so that we don't go bankrupt as a firm or as a hedge fund or as a whatever. So it went to 10 bucks. And now it's like at 20. Okay, 2x that, blah, whatever. Can it get back into the previous range, the 25 to 50, the one where Solana people don't feel like they're dying? This is Mm -hmm. Ethereum $40, or not 40. This is Ethereum like 100 plus. And Solana $10 is Ethereum $100. And $8 Solana was Ethereum $80. Ethereum's going back to 15 bucks where it was when it went on Coinbase. I don't think that's going to happen. But this isn't a good chart. 
it's not a chart where I'm just like, you know what, that's what I want to own. Unless I think it can go from 25 to 50 bucks. And I'll disclose, I do have a little like long, 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 long term Solana, not a meaningful amount, but Solana owned for a long time and didn't sell that portion. If Solana, I asked you to look at like other alt layer ones, would you more or less give me like a similar story? Maybe worse. I think Solana actually has a chance to Ethereum itself. I think the monet monetary principles of Solana are just as bad as Ethereum's were in 2018. Mm -hmm. Like there's still a lot of inflation. There's still a lot of centralization, but like only on Solana is a great narrative. Only possible on Solana, the Solana phone. Um, I'll disclose too, like Tolly, he told me he was going to send me a phone. I haven't gotten it yet, but mm -hmm. his challenge was use it for a week and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Like if I can do crypto on my phone and get out of the Apple ecosystem of absolute anti-crypto trash other than maybe Steve Jobs was Satoshi. Um, <laughs> did y'all see that? The white paper yeah. on Mac OS? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that's amazing. I think like Solana, if Solana could be like the, the third avenue, right? Like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, the Solana achieve network right. effects that have power and then they can like fix the things that are wrong. Ethereum sucked in 2017. Yeah, it was, it was an ICO hosting platform. Yeah. And now you have Aave and you have um, Uniswap. What did it hit? $1.5 trillion of transaction volume. Yeah, that stuff is amazing. Yeah. Like Ethereum is is money. Ethereum is uh, principally sound, even if chaotic. Um, so you think so it has a chance to be that third? yeah uh, thing but but without a and, doubt and you wouldn't would you put any other alternative layer one in the running for that no yeah i agree which ones would i cosmos maybe um, that uh, tech, tech is good a basket of it adam is tech is good money is bad yeah and it's also a cathedral solana's kind of a bazaar like the same way that ethereum was you know, it was a little bit cathedrally, like the only who were who was building on it. But now they got thousands of people building on it in a absolutely chaotic way, the way that Ethereum was in twenty eighteen. But what does something like even Solana do against Bitcoin and ETH? Because to the point you, right. in the first part of this episode, you're saying the only two assets it's a two horse race is ETH and Bitcoin. I don't care about anything else at this phase of the market. I don't. Blue chips Look smash. where it is. Look at what I'm looking at. Sol BTC is not something I want to own. Not right. I'm talking about the fundamental case. This is where I talk about that fundamental and then the trade. The trade is not there for Solana. Mm -hmm. The fundamental case I think might be building, but I don't know, like maybe it's not until it goes down to here, right? It could go to, if you said Le Solana, Ledger is pointing to something that's like down 60%. Down a lot. I'm not familiar with these numbers here. The ratio of uh, sold to Bitcoin here. That's a 50% yeah. dump relative to Bitcoin. Mm. So if Bitcoin goes to 40 or 50K and Solana stays at 20 bucks. We, we got some comments in the chat saying, you guys are completely discounting uh, Cardano and Ripple. Yes, <laughs> yes Absolutely. we are doing that. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take that one to the grave. I don't have to own it. You don't have to own everything. Yeah. But why would you want to own everything? Take concentrated bets and believe in them. And I, I see a world, this is like a banana par parabolic down move relative to Bitcoin. Like that, that, that's not 
that's not pretty it, as in it accelerates it's like yeah it's faster. like it's sloping right. more down the longer you go and it's not great do you it looks think like, that do you think that this changes at any point right yeah, like or when 100%. does this when does this change like do we have to have the phase do we Will we feel the phase shift of the market? I, okay, so, so you won't I'm, be first, but you don't have to be last. Okay, so like this is an era you're saying where we've just got ETH and Bitcoin. They're going to outperform everything. So you don't think it's worth owning anything relative to them, but that will change at some point. Hundred percent. And you and need to. That's when you're ready to take your incredible buying power of Ethereum and Bitcoin and deploy and deploy it. Go down that's, the stack. Go how down will the you know? How will you know when it's time? This is a, this is, let's go back to principles, right? Of trading. This is a 20 week moving average. It's getting pounded by the top side. The 20 week moving average, which is five months, is an absolute ceiling. It cannot get above a a four to five month, a quarterly price. Just just to depict this for the podcast listeners, the Solana chart the all the candles the green channel candles the red channels are going down to the right there's a white line above all the candles and anytime the candle touches and pounds into the ceiling anytime it touches the white line it plummets and so and that's it, the like same say, thing bitcoin like, that's the same thing bitcoin did from 20k to 3k mm-hmm. if let's go i'm gonna go look at it real quick this is this is why this is what i use charts for and it's taken me some time <laughs> So like, just know you don't have to be there. Okay. This is Bitcoin after it went to $20,000 in 2017. This is that same moving average. It doesn't really matter what you're using, but this just a, a, a court. Imagine it as like a quarterly price almost, or a one third of the year. It couldn't get above that, got slammed by it. 6K, it was sitting at it and it got decimated to a four year average price when it finally broke down. Solana is not even four years old. It doesn't even have the green line. But can when does it, when am I interested? Turn it. Tell me that the price can get above the average price of the last one third or one quarter of a year and show some support. But that takes the way you guys were in Ethereum land in 2017 and 2018 and 2019 believers. It's believers in Solana. And Solana has thousands of believers that need to absorb those coins and show that it can bottom relative to Bitcoin. That's not even relative to dollar, right? Like that's relative to Bitcoin. And then I'll say, okay, I will take some precious Bitcoin or some precious Ethereum and I'm going to put some of it into Solana. I don't care if the price of Solana is $20 or $100. I don't care. I care what it is relative to my current established buying power of the two most powerful assets in the world. That's what I care about. Can I buy 20 Solana or 100 Solana or whatever it is for every Ethereum that I deploy into it? What, I don't know what the ratio is. But like, if I can, as long as the trend has flipped, then I will earn more relative Ethereum because the price of Solana went up. And then someday, maybe I'm actually going to want to hold Solana even through a bear market. Not all of it. If I have, a, I don't know, 100 Solana... I might hold 10 through whatever price it goes to next. And I sold 90% of it with relative buying power and put it away for the home team because I want to like retire someday. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
that's the trading component of this broader fundamental narrative. And you think that what's really important here is this moving average here. This is this a It's just trend trading. It's just trend saying trading trend trading based on a quarterly chart a quarterly price average or something ish you know 20 weeks versus 200 one tenth of the time frame is faster than the four-year time frame that's all that means 20 and 200. when do you think that happens are you just looking the charts and watching for kind of the you know the yeah, trend to switch you or do you have, have like a date you have no idea whether that the happens. dollar the dollar it's version of it says it's okay to hold right now david you're uh muted maybe on purpose yeah, you're probably good. Uh, this is why we bring Ledger on every six months because I feel like within six months, you know, we'll be able to. He'll be at some point. I'm just waiting for him to tell me, like, oh yeah, reverse. bye bye it bye bye. Like, it happened three months ago. <laughs> well, and I'm it like, had oh, a great. it had a chance literally on relative to the dollar, right in October in 2022, and then FTX failed and it went to zero. Right. right. <laughs> By the way, guys, you know, do you guys want to know why we're dumping right now? Why? why? Uh, here, I'll just send you a tweet, uh, Ledger. Mt. Gox and government wallets have started making transactions. So <laughs> Mt. Gox Bitcoins are on the Okay, <laughs> so it's not my fault. It's, it's not your I'm fault. I'm blaming Carpelli's. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that's actually meaning we're actually being, things are actually being sold into the market or traders are just selling because of fear of it's, others. It's got, it's, I'm sure it's both, but this is where other people can shine. Like they can sit there on the hourly chart. Mount Gox coins will be absorbed. Those are right. massive W's by people that were into crypto way before us. Right. And even though they lost 80% of their coins, they still like 100x. Like, right. That's the best force hold ever, unless you yeah. sold your claims and like never got them. And by the way, that's where Solana people are now. Right. Like Solana people have their coins locked in FTX and they're selling their claims for 20 cents on the dollar. What if Solana goes to 200 bucks again and at 10x's and they're, crying and they're gone and they're like running a food truck now because they don't believe in crypto and instead they could have 10x they could have 10x from here trading on kyle davies that is Suzu's exchange i'm sure that that's gonna hit someone that's probably someone's specific story of you know i don't i feel bad saying that but <laughs> there's one guy who heard that and felt personally attacked um can it can I, I ask you i've been there man not at the food trucks but you know down bad is a it's, it's, it's how it goes. a rite of passage. Um, yeah. This entire episode on trading and prices, we haven't yet once mentioned macro and like the R word of recession or anything else. Does that factor into your analysis at all? Or are you just like, I, it's too much. I can't even factor that into the model. So I just ignore it. Cause I know some kind of crypto traders who are just like, I don't pay attention to macro because no one actually knows what's going to happen. What's your take on this? I think we're kind of at an inflection point if you just look at the dollar, the Dixie relative to other stuff. But all these currencies suck. Um, like the dollar could bounce heavily. It, this actually, if you're just looking at a chart, a chart is a chart is a chart. Josh also which 2017. Um, and I don't put me on a deserted island. I'll look at the chart and I'll tell you what I'll do. Sometimes I'll be right. Sometimes I'll be wrong. But hopefully 60% of the time I'm right and therefore I win. I'm allowed to be wrong. I'm allowed to get it wrong. I'm allowed to not understand, but I'll look at the chart in isolation and make the call lacking fundamentals. My value add is, can I look at the fundamentals and then take the same exact strategy? And that way I'm not trading like Doge, Pepe, Taco coin. And instead I'm trading Ethereum. 
right? Like the easiest win of all time. Pepe coin, zero. Ethereum, not zero in the future, right. in the long run. Right. I once traded Bed Bath & Beyond and 10x my money on Bed Bath & Beyond stock. <laughs> Were <laughs> you bullish on fundamentals, sir? Or is this just They a had a billion trade? dollars in the bank at the time. Since then, that was more than the valuation of the stock. They owned their own real estate. And I was like, this store sucks. The, people go here in August when they're about to go to college. And then That's they go the there. I've been to Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I know. You'll, you'll go again when you have a baby, but it won't be owned by them because it'll be owned by someone that bought the bankruptcy assets for pennies on the dollar. But the chart is the chart is the chart. And I 10x my money on Bed Bath & Beyond, a small amount of money that turned into a reasonable <laughs> amount of money. And I like did nothing but trade that for 2019 because guess what? Crypto wasn't worth trading. And that chart was like, <laughs> and I was, everybody was like, this company's going bankrupt. And I was like, yes, they are, but not yet. And now they're bankrupt. I haven't traded it since it was, became a meme stock. Once it became a meme stock, I was definitely no longer interested, but You're I turned a few thousand dollars into a few tens of thousands of dollars doing it. And then I turned a few tens of thousands of dollars into ETH E and GBTC when the market was doing well. And now my IRA is worth a little bit of money. And that's pretty freaking awesome. And it started at like nothing. And that's all I have, I have charts. further questions. <laughs> yeah, now, this is an honesty episode, right? Where I'm coming out, I'm coming out firing. It's tax protected. Out a, new, a new man. Appendix I won't touch three. it until I'm 65 years old and it's not like the majority like i own a home and you know i have some a couple of other available assets like it's not going to change my life in the near term but the fact that you turn something from your first job into you know six figures or something like that because you traded bed bath and beyond stock in a tax protected account is pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) that's a great story all right. Well, David, do you have any other questions about charts, prices? Because I want to ask. Oh, this not about charts. Doing. No. What are you doing these days, Ledger? So is it like is it like 2019 where crypto is super boring and you got Bitcoin yeah, and ETH, but you're waiting for things to happen? So why trade? So what are you spending your time doing? <sighs> building. Never been building. I'm, bit, I'm biddling. Here, you want to pull up Flip? What is this? Flip. Flip. Flip.xyz. Okay. So is... so th- this isn't just. Um, Brian, I want to actually give this take, uh, give this take out there. Um, when sometimes uh, when the charts are not uh, conducive to trades, sometimes when the markets aren't ready, the option to build a company and invest in private markets by building stuff is actually the best ROI on your time. Uh, and so, Brian, what are you building these days? Uh, I'm trying to not dox everything, but also show you flip. <laughs> we're releasing, <laughs> um, we're releasing this coming week, the best in class OTC trading platform for NFTs. Wait, for, for, first, what, what is flip? Flip.xyz. If you go to flip.xyz, let me show it. Yeah. Pull, yeah. Yeah. You are, pull up well, I was, trying to, pull, I was got, trying to pull up what we're doing. You got next. the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to show you what we're doing next. You've got a next thing after flip.xyz. No, no, no. This is what people see on flip today. Okay. So this is just, you know, JPEGs. Love JPEGs. But this is... Shitcoins with charts, with images. 
Yeah, well, not all of them. I, I am my pudgy, and my pudgy is me. Um, but most of these are going to zero, right? Like, um, but there's like incredible utility in some stuff as well. Like, I'm a huge believer in ENS. I absolutely love ENS. Own tons of them. Own stuff that I think is worth millions of dollars, but nobody else believes it yet. Um, but I'll just sit there and hold it until somebody else decides they want to name their, you know, child after their ENS or like a sports team or whatever is right. going to needs to own that ENS. And there's incredible like profile utility in that. But today at this moment, you say, you just sold me and I'm going to, you know, go buy these ENS. So we enable trading and sweeping and all the same things that you see on Jim and Genie and Blur or wherever else. And it's, it's pretty darn cool. Um, we also, I can't show you cause it'll dox me real bad. Um, but you know, oh, it'll you can, dox your wallet. I see. So you, yeah, you, so you I have, I have six yeah, wallets. I have six wallets connected to my flip account because right. we have multi-wallet, multi-device, hardware wallet, hot wallet, mobile wallet, rainbow wallet, Coinbase wallet, MetaMask, all connected to your flip account. And you can view an aggregated view of your portfolio. Right. You can sweep and shop and transfer between all of those. It's a incredible all-in-one solution for NFTs that also has this like really impressive market data for any collection that you're interested in. Who's involved? Who are the top holders? What are they doing? What's the trait of these collections? Let you, this and, is awesome, man. What's the team yeah. size behind? Like, what do you guys, who's building uh, this? We're very small. There's That's impressive. Um, yeah, we're a sub 10 person team and, um, Pretty good. yeah, and it's, it's, it's really cool. Like you can go search for, you know, dictionary words and I want to buy a top 5,000 word and you can go find out what those ENR, ENS words are, or like, here you go. Wow. Can we, can we, can we determine what the top 1000 words are as valued by ENS names? <laughs> Humans yeah. now finally can figure out what half the best ETH. 100 words are. <laughs> yeah, half an ETH. You can buy either.eth for 0.85 ETH, and you can buy it on Flip. <laughs> it's a top 1,000 word, 5,000 word. It's a dictionary word. And then when you go to buy it, you can... Um, <laughs> I don't know what this is. Let's go to. I love how we're just buying now. words now and not even thinking about it. But it's domains. People, We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, this right. is thank you. Thank you. This is literally domains. So I can buy this, or I've never had it phrased like that. Uh, David .eth. is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in Dave Dow. Shout out to the Dave Dow Telegram. At least I know a few of you guys are in here. Okay. By the way, if you are listening to this and your name is Dave, no, and you are not here's in the, the Dave Dow here's the Telegram, then you need to DM me right now <laughs> <laughs> so you so, can get into the Dave Dow Telegram. The owner of Dave Dow, of Dave.eth, is in the Dave Dow Telegram. I don't know what that shill was about, but what I just did <laughs> is I followed, I followed David.eth on Flip. So I can also put it in a, I want to buy folder or I can add new folders. And then I say, if it ever goes for sale, if it ever gets listed, canceled, transferred, and then also for ENS, show me renewal and expiration events. We'll send you a mobile notification that something happened with David.eth. So if your name is David and you want to own this, then you are not very smart if you're not subscribed to what's happening here. 
we we show a history where somebody paid 32.8 ETH for this and they've held it since uh six ETH back in in whenever this was March 2020 and you can go look at that and say oh that was on OpenSea they have paid their royalties so like we're we're very much in the royalty conversation we want to be opinionated about that if I go to latest live sales. Can we move on from David.eth because I, I have uh, just PTSD from not purchasing David.eth. Yeah, that's fine. This is just the <laughs> NFT market. So in the last minute, people have been trading. Wait, can we on... go to Ryan.eth? What was the last price for Ryan.eth? Was it above or below David.eth? It's got to be above. Let's get the fuck out of here. Ryan.eth. Let's see if we can it, find it as an asset, not as somebody's domain. He doesn't have Ryan.eth in this same in this same thing. Because we're trying to search for it by uh I need to search for it somewhere else. But I'll oh, interesting. we'll solve that battle later. So okay. I don't think he holds Ryan. This is awesome. So you think JPEGs are coming back then, Ledger? No. Not, no, <laughs> they're not. How about a new round of J <laughs> why are you building this? Because this is not JPEGs. This is NFT infrastructure and NFTs uh, are non-fungible tokens on a blockchain. And we are really good at showing what's happening on an Ethereum NFT and an EVM compatible NFT in the future. Somebody needs to come give us a lot of money and we'll build this and we'll put it on Arbitrum and we'll put it on Optimism and we'll put it on Avalanche. We'll put it on wherever you want to put it. That's very expensive to take a blockchain and then put it in a database. So Ethereum later, layer one, we are presenting the market in a way that we can present, hey, unpaid, paid, partial royalties. Who's, what are the average royalties on Blur? What's the market share of Blur and Jim and OpenSea? What's going on with this NFT that I'm following? So the next thing um, I'm trying to show you without doxing myself badly is, uh, I can't do it. Um, this you is can dox yourself. It's okay. I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to be able to show you um, essentially like my feed. So what we're releasing next week is I want to make you an offer. Um, so what we have right now is we have some like onboarding stuff and you can look at your, your points and you can get some of that stuff. What we're about to release is I want to make you uh, let's see if I can do this without getting in trouble. By the way, Ryan, Ryan.eth was bought for 10 ETH four years ago, and it has not moved since. All right. And what was David.eth? 32 ETH, but it was bought in this last bull market. So mm -hmm. it's what's your hard uh, to get price discovery on that one? What is your uh, your thing? Trustless thing? state? Uh, no, David Hoffman.eth. Okay, who's that? That's <laughs> you have any, you don't have your up primary dns set don't i no you're called practical b on ours you must you not have your... you didn't let it expire did you david no no no. you go to bankless.eth if you want are these yours uh yeah that's on me yeah okay yeah that's yeah. my crypto punk so the, we're releasing this next week so this is our otc interface oh wow, gonna, that's awesome i'm gonna give you point oh one eth for this that's and a fair, price. That fair price for your crypto punk david i'm also okay, i'm also Mr. gonna Girl. give you <laughs> i'm gonna give you a rocker punk 
and 0.01 ETH. Oh, you can your, give me a bundle. You can bundle up a trade. I can bundle up multi-asset ETH, WEATH, whatever you want. This is not released yet. I'm probably in trouble right now. Um, I'm going to send this to you, multi-asset, and then I'm going to propose this trade to you. I got to go. I'm going to I'd have to go approve a couple things and all that. Right, sure, sure. It will send you a desktop notification that's in kind of a tweet deck type format. Huh. It's going to send you a mobile notification. It's going to have a publicly shareable link that you can just view the trade proposal. I'm going to be able to send you a message that says, David, definitely do this. <laughs> Accept this offer. <laughs> and I say continue, and I'm going to approve my WEATH, which is going to pay the royalties for my side. So we're this is positive royalty. It's a it's a trade interface. This is all in our staging development. So I'm, I'm going to go away now before I make any like really big mistakes. So I'm going to do all that, send it to you. And then you're going to choose whether you want to accept that deal or not. And what this does, here's what's cool about this. It's really awesome. It really prevents scamming. Like you think of, this is an approved wallet with an ENS attached to it. They've authenticated on flip. They have a multi-wallet portfolio on flip and they can safely engage in this OTC trade that's built on top of Seaport. It's just not open C and hideous and whatever else, right, right, but we're right. using open technologies to build better interfaces and better tooling. And we're supporting creators that we partner with. And we're looking for creators that want to work with us to be their official OTC platform to enable people following markets to say, I can't follow all this crap, but send me a notification when something cool happens on stuff I own. Beautiful. That's well, what Flip is. There that's, you go. That's, that was a great, that, that it, it's a testament to what you're building and also the way that you present it, that not a single person dropped off the stream. We were st in, <laughs> after going through all of that, going from charts to, to talk about Flip, we're still at 650 viewers. Thank Ledger, you. thank you so much for coming on and, and helping us walk through this chart and also showing us your, your cool spiffy new product. I appreciate it. It's uh, we've been around a while, but honestly, yeah. when there's no market, you're building a product for where you think the market's going to go. Right. And I think right. JPEGs with uh, altcoins with pictures is really stupid. I think your punk or my pudgy penguin is really cool. I also think ENS is really cool. And I think NFTs are going to be used in incredible ways that we don't understand yet for ticketing and access and membership and gateways and things that actually matter where you need non-fungible tokens, not ERC-20s. But do not hold those JPEGs right Until now. you buying power. Right now, your... you want to hold Bitcoin and ETH is the message from Ledger. Then you can buy the JPEGs later. See, he gets it. Oh, it's easy. It's so easy when you build the JPEG that. platforms <laughs> and then buy and the wait. JPEGs later. Master plan. Yeah. Uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. Looking at prices today. Ledger, thanks for, thanks for coming on, man. It's great. I love the energy. Thank um, you so much. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Look, we're excited to weather the rest of this bear market with you for however long it goes or however short it is. We don't know. Of course, none of this bankless listeners has been financial advice. Crypto is risky. So are all the tokens, you could definitely lose what you put in, but we are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone. This hasn't been financial advice, but we're glad you're with us on the bankless journey. Thanks a lot.